0: Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another beautiful episode of Pageants and Prosecco. This one is going to be a shorter episode today because we officially have... Oh, it didn't pop up like I wanted to. Ah! We have a selection committee, you guys. And I don't know what you think, but I do think that this is an... I think this is a good a good panel of um, committee members. Is that what we're calling them today? A committee member. I think we have a good number of people who, a nice diverse panel of judges um, for this year's competition. So let's just dive right in, shall we? I'm not sipping on anything in particular today because I'm almost out. <laughs> I am almost out of it and I wanted to save it for when I watch Real Housewives of Potomac here in a little bit because I can't watch it live because of internet. I mean, whatever, I don't have live capability. So I gotta wait for the next day to watch it on the replay. Nonetheless, I'll get my wine together for that situation. Okay, so we have a selection committee Let's just start off with some people I know and some people I don't know. But as we know, the Miss Universe pageant is this Saturday. It's going to be on Roku. And I actually got to see what time it's going to air for me. I'm going to look it up real fast. Miss Universe, um, Saturday, uh, Roku times. I don't know. So... It is airing at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 7 o'clock, my time here in the Central Daylight Zone. So, um, 7 p.m. on Saturday, which is like the worst time. There go. The worst time for me, personally. Because 7 o'clock on Saturday, do you want to know the last thing that I want to do? is sit and watch TV, unfortunately, fortunately. I really don't, I'm usually outside. I actually have a dinner to go to and I'm trying to bait what I wanna do in regards to that dinner because it's one of my friend's birthday. Hopefully she's not watching, but there's a surprise party happening, a surprise dinner happening for her, I think at six o'clock, I gotta confirm the time. So I'm trying to bait if I wanna sit and watch the pageant live or if I wanna do like I did for Miss Universe and watch the repeat. But I just know, I just know, I just know, I probably need to sit and watch it live so that I can come and talk to you guys immediately afterwards about the winner. I don't wanna delay it. And the last time I delayed watching the Miss Universe pageant, it took me two days, like two to three days before that, that pageant actually aired on VIP pageantry, was it? Yeah, so I don't wanna wait and hide from the internet again like I did this last one, so. I might just watch it live. Okay, but let's go ahead, 8 p.m. on Saturday, set your timers. Let's talk about the judges. I mean, sorry, the selection committee. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, and nine people. So we do have an odd number, which is of course one of my favorite things is I love um, a good odd number of judges. It just makes things simpler in my opinion. Okay, so the first person we have, and we are all familiar with, Halima Aiden. She is a former Miss Minnesota contestant. And I think Halima has the, my dog is over here begging for food. One second, Mr. Halima has the career and the trajectory. I think all of us are aiming for here in this industry which is to not only compete in a pageant, but to have that pageant be a platform for our growth and allow us to do um, bigger and better things afterwards. Because we know Halima was found, uh, she was discovered from competing at Miss Minnesota. She didn't even win the pageant. And next thing we know, she was blew out. She, w- she won because she wore her burqa on stage. And next thing you know, Kanye West flew her out to uh, walk in his fashion show okay so I have a little bit of a bio for everybody so Halima Aiden she was born in 97 she's listed as an American fashion model she is noted for being the first woman to wear a a hijab I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I said burka. uh hijab hijab oh I'm so I'm so bad Um, for Miss Minnesota USA, and she became a semifinalist, which means she made top 15. Following her participation in the pageant, she received national attention and was signed to IMG models. And she was also the first model to wear a hijab and a bikini um, in Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. And in 2021, she was named one of BBC's 100 Women. She was born at a refugee camp in Kenya. She is Somali and she moved to the United States at six and she went to Minnesota. I know Minnesota has a huge population of refugees, specifically of Somali descent up there. Let me see. So she started her recognition in 2016 at the compete for Miss Minnesota. And some analysts, I don't know if that means us, saw this as a move towards diversification in the modeling industry. She had a three-year contract with IMG Models. And in 2017, she made her debut at New York Fashion Week for Yeezy season five. And later she served as a judge for Miss USA in 2017, which I do remember, but I didn't remember because I just read it just now, that she was a judge for Miss USA the year after, which is just a fabulous turn of events, right? competing one year for a state and then judging the national competition next year. Beautiful. Okay, so she's walked for so many designers. Alberta Ferretti. She worked in Milan Fashion Week, London Modest Fashion. She worked for American Eagle, British Glamour, CR Fashion Book, Vogue. She was on Vogue, Arabia, Allure, And she is a UNICEF ambassador. So we have Halima, which is more than qualified to judge this competition. Next, we have Carson Cressley. And you guys know Carson because he's a media personality. He's been around forever, born in 1969. His birthday was actually November 11th. So happy birthday, Carson. And we know him from the Bravo series, Career Eye for the Straight Guy. That started in 2003. And he's also been on TV show How to Look Good Naked and then owns Carson Nation. And he was a contestant on season 13 of Dance with the Stars. He was a judge for RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, Let me see what else we know about Carson. I feel like I just know this man just from me all over. So apparently he worked as an independent stylist and then he worked for Ralph Lauren from 94 to 2002. So eight years working in menswear and corporate advertising. In 03, he gained exposure at the Fashion Saviance on Queer Eye when the show debuted on Bravo. He was on Good Morning America, E! He's critiqued fashions on the red carpet at the Oscars and Golden Globe. He was a judge from Miss Universe in 2005 when it was in Thailand. And he in 06, he returned to the Miss Universe pageant as a commentator and was a commentator for the 2006 Miss USA pageant, which we know how that went, not hit the pageant. Let me see, he was in 07, he was on Lifetime show, How to Look Good Naked, uh, the oh, the US version of How to Look Good Naked. Let me see, he's been just, just everywhere, like just everywhere. I don't really even know exactly where I even knew Carson, but maybe from the, maybe from the pageant world. Um, let me see, that's pretty much it. He commentated on May 2018 at Miss USA 2018. He was there again at Miss Universe 2018. In December 2021, Cressley, along with the reigning Miss Universe, which was Andrea Meza from Mexico, hosted the Miss Universe 2021 preliminary competition. And he served as commentator for the finals along with Miss USA 2019, Chesley Christ. So obviously, Carson Cressley is more than qualified to be a judge. I'm glad to see that he actually is a judge this year as opposed to commentating. Like, give us more, I know that he's gonna be good. This person I was not familiar with, so do not come for me in the comment section, but Mario Batista, and apparently he is fabulous. And he said social media changed his life. So this guy, I am assuming, and I did not read this ahead of time just yet, that he's a social media superstar. And we also have another social media superstar here in a second I'll tell you about. So Mario says that social media changed his life um, with more. And he has more than 3 million followers on social media with Instagram and I guess just combined. Oh, Facebook, Instagram and the Twitter streets. As of this article, and there's no date, 2016. He was 20, so 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, 23, he's 27 years old right now. The When he was 20 at the time, I didn't look at the date of this article. I just clicked the first one, because I guess there's also a fighter that has the same name that does MMA, and I wanted to make sure I had the right person, because this man doesn't look like an MMA fighter. But anyway, he mentioned how social media changed his life. He was all over Billboard's Social 50. He was charting alongside Rihanna, Taylor Swift, Nina Gomez. He's been in the top 10 of the chart that ranks the most popular artists on Facebook, Twitter, IG, YouTube, Wikipedia, Tumblr, and Vine. Rest in peace to Vine. And he's from Mexico City. He became popular because of a combination of many things that this Billboard article says his charming looks, his witty videos to his call to action campaigns on Twitter and super sweet messages to his fan. And of course he is a singer. He's busy releasing perfumes and albums and gaining more followers by the minute. And then he just kind of talked to Billboard in his article and they call him the it boy at the time. And they asked the question, when you say social media changed your life what do you mean by that? And He says, I mean, literally. I started doing videos of me singing, rapping, or doing funny things like two years ago, so this is 2014, and realized that people were actually watching me. But one day I went to the mall and people wanted to take pictures of me. That's when I knew that things were changing. Once I realized I was becoming popular, that's when I knew it was time to drop my music and pursue my dream of becoming a singer. He came from a family of musicians and he has a famous singer who's, a, his cousin's a famous singer named Faye and he always wanted to be a singer. So his first album was called A Story and he met the producers at a party, blah, blah, blah. So I think um, that kind of sums him up. He's a social media superstar who is a singer, but he does say what the question was, what do you have or what sets you apart from these big name artists that's gotten you millions of followers? And he said, he thinks people are changing. People want to follow real stuff and real people. Famous people seem so unreachable. They seem so far away. And people just, people now just want to see normal people make it in the industry. Plus, people feel motivated to see a normal kid like me doing big things. I'm so happy to be living my dream. And I want to share all this with everyone. If you give good vibes to the world, the world gives you good vibes back. So, already, I love Mario Batista. Cool. Um, and he went on tour across Latin America, Mexico, and the United States. And I guess he has a perfume line too. So you love a good entrepreneur who is a creative in this space. Next, we have Dr. Connie um, Mariano. Uh, after her name is M.D., comma, F.A.C.P. I do not know who she was before this, so I had to kind of look it up. Thank you for those who are watching. Leave a comment on who you think is a, a really great judge or how do you think you would be if you were a judge? Questions, any answers? Okay, so Dr. Connie Mariano was born in the Philippines. She's the eldest daughter of a career Navy serviceman and a dentist. She moved to Hawaii when she was two, uh, which is typical for a military family and she lived in California, Taiwan, and DC. She was valedictorian from her high school in California and she has her bachelor's in, doesn't say, well, she got it with honors, but she does have her medical degree from the Uniformed Services University School of Medicine in Maryland, the nation's military medical school and she was commissioned as a lieutenant in the United States Navy when she graduated. So she has her, she, I guess her practice, I guess she's a doctor, obviously by the name, in internal medicine. And she had her residency at the Naval Hospital in San Diego. She served as a general medical officer and medical department division head on the USS Prairie. It's a destroyer ship. And while she was on there, she completed a Western Pacific deployment. Upon receiving her board certification in internal medicine, Dr. Mariano was assigned to the Naval Medical Clinic in California. And she ran the specialty clinic and the clinic's urgent care facility. She returned to a naval hospital in San Diego to become the division head of general internal medicine. And she has an extensive bio. I'll just keep going. In 92, she became the first military woman in American history to be appointed White House physician. She was nominated by the Navy and selected by the White House for this honor. In 94, Dr. Mariano was named director of the White House Medical Unit and chosen by the president at the time, Clinton, to serve as his personal physician. She served nine years at the White House, where she was a physician to three sitting American presidents. Holy cow, I am learning this as I'm reading this, you guys. That's impressive. After 24 years of active duty service, she retired from the Navy in June 2001 with the rank of rear admiral. She became the first Filipino American in history to become a Navy admiral on July 1st, 2000. When she left the White House, she became a consultant in the executive health program at the Mayo Clinic in Scottsdale, Arizona, In November of 05, she founded the Center for Executive Medicine, a medical concierge practice which provides presidential quality medical care to CEOs and their families. An expert in presidential health care, including a 25th Amendment to the Constitution, Dr. Mariano is a frequent guest speaker on television and print media on the topics of care to VIPs, Presidential Disability, Travel Medicine, and Optimizing Quality Care. She is the author of the book, The White House Doctor, My Patients Were Presidents, a memoir, a memoir, a memoir, a memoir, a memoir, a memora, a, mem- a book published in 2010. And she's the former radio talk show host of House Calls on the Voice America Network. So we have someone who is super duper accomplished has a beautiful resume and is a doctor of internal medicine. So for me, what I think she is going to look for, and I should have mentioned this with the other people too, I think she's going to look for intelligence and she's gonna be able to spot the person out in their interviews who is fluffing around with their words and not really kind of saying an answer. I think that she's going to give us a smart title holder. And it's really going back real fast. I think Mario is going to look for someone who provides that entertainment value and that showmanship on stage. When it comes to Carson, I think he's going to look for a style and overall beauty and overall styling. And with Halima, I think she's going to make sure someone has a great walk. So we have an overall package so far, just these four mentioned. And we also have someone else who is super duper intelligent. sweeta Patel, which I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I couldn't really find too much on her, but what I did find was she is the VP of Growth Marketing and Merchandising at Roku, and she works for the Roku channel. And according to her LinkedIn, she says that she has a dynamic subscription marketing leadership with 10 plus years of digital CRM and marketing automations experience. Spearheading initiatives across the customer life cycle. Acquisition, engagement, upsell, retention, and win-back marketing. Builder and collaborator of high-performing results-driven teams with end-to-end focus on strategy, operations, optimization, and analysis. All that to me means she's really good at making sure the audience stays which is probably what she does at Roku, how to get the audience who's leaving any kind of platform on television to come back. And she's an expert at marketing. Um, she helped, she worked with Hulu. She created, she grew year over year subscription by 70%. She managed $50 million budgets, creating marketing plans and implementing technologies that efficiently enable growth And all these are really, really big words. Okay, so she worked at Roku right now for the last three years. She's been at Apple, working for the video marketing subscription growth. She's worked as the with Hulu, the director of subscriber growth. She worked at Disney, the Walt Disney Company, as a CRM director for campaign marketing. Shout out. and she worked at Cox Media, which is a television based a television company based out of Atlanta for seven years as the marketing director. She worked at Comcast for another seven years. How old is this lady? She looks so young. And it looked like that's where she started was at Comcast, working in marketing. So you have a marketing expert. Again, someone else is going to look for that intelligence. Um, And she's also gonna look for probably someone who, of course, is marketing material as a title holder. We know that that's so important to make sure that not only are they beautiful, not only do they need to speak, but how marketable are they and how can they help grow the Miss Universe brand? And I think Sweta Patel is going to conquer that. Next, we have one of my favorite people on the planet, Janelle Kamisingung. I really don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm not going to pronounce it anymore. But this was Miss Universe 1977. And if you don't know Janelle, also known as Penny, she is the very first person to, very first woman of color to win Miss Universe. I I am 100% sure I have that right. Oh, we also have Wendy... 1988, no, Janelle, she was the third woman, Wendy was. Janelle was the first person, I just wanna confirm, but yes, she was, yes, yes. She was the first black winner of Miss Universe. So how beautiful does she look already and how cool is it that we have her back at Miss Universe to see her in all of her glowing joy. So we know she was Miss Universe in she a She's a Trinidadian politician, a model, and a beauty queen. She studied uh, overseas, and she came to the United States at 13 years old, and then 10 years later went back to her home country of Trinidad and Tobago. She won Miss Trinidad and Tobago Universe, and then went to Miss Universe in 1977. At the time, it was in Dominican Republic. She was most commonly she was most commonly known as Penny because they said she was as small as a penny. <laughs> Which is crazy. I mean she she actually was tiny. I'll show you guys a picture. She was elected, she was elected Miss Photogenic four days before the finals. And she was the first black woman to win Miss Photogenic in the Miss Universe history. She won Miss Universe in July uh 9th, uh July 16th. And during her reign, she advocated for Black rights and, of course, world peace. She was awarded the Trinity Cross, the Trinidad and Tobago's highest award, and she has three postage stamps in her honor. In 2017, Queen Street, located in the capital of Port of Spain in Trinidad and Tobago, was renamed after her. She was named chair to the newly formed Tourism Trinidadian Destination Management Company. And she served as vice chair of the tourism development company. She is married, and she is the founder of Bowen Marine. Um, Oh, no, she's married to Brian Bowen, who is the founder of Bowen Marine. And apparently, he died in an accident in 1989. And then she got remarried to Alwyn Chow. That's kind of all that it says about her right now. let me show you guys a picture of her stamp. I think it's pretty cool. Um, oh, there it goes up there. Yes. So, this is one of her stamps from the year she won. And look at the Miss Universe crown. It's ultimately a person there, too. 35 cents for this stamp in 1977. So, of course, I'm excited to see her back on the panel. Thank you guys who are tuning in leave a comment on who you guys think is one of your favorite judges or so who do you think you want to see on the judging panel so i think with janelle penny she's going to look for someone who obviously can fit the brand of miss universe and who can lead the legacy on forward about being a miss universe title holder so i think we're going to see i love to see her on this panel because we know someone who already has the crown and actually i think the next person i don't want to i think the next person also already had the crown too um, but it's perfect to see someone, Miss Universe, inviting their legacy queens back to uh, be a part of the selection committee. Oh, no, she wasn't next. Okay. Next, we do have Giselle Blonde, And she is a Puerto Rican actress and TV host, someone else I was not 100% familiar with um, prior to the announcement. But apparently she's a really big deal. She's also a philanthropist and founded a nonprofit. And this girl, you guys, is 59 years old. Can you believe that? She's like, she's 24. Uh, she was born, she was born in New York, raised and studied in Puerto Rico. Um, let me, I don't want to go with her whole bio. Okay, so she has an autobiography that she released in 2004. She's been an actor, an actress, and... For years, it looks like, and I do not want to budge anything that she's been in, but it looks like she has a pretty big discography over her career. Um, she was on Desperita America as a television show host, uh, and then she went to a show about real life tragedies, Historias para Cantar. Um, she starred in Spanish language Christmas movies. One was called Feliz Navidad. Um, let me see. She was a host of a reality, a reality TV show called Our Latin Beauty, which I think is the Miss, I think that's, the show hints of American Idol, America's Next Top Model, and Miss Universe, and it was an early hit. After 13 years away from acting, she started an episode Of I don't, I don't know anything about it. She worked in television. Um, she also took part in the Heart Truth Red Dress Collection Fashion Show for New York Fashion Week. And she wore an Oscar de la Renta dress. Let me see, she produced her own TV show and she has a jewelry and a beading collection called G by Giselle Blonde through Walmart in Puerto Rico. The business became a success through the island and was projected to reach United States before fall 2014. She has two books called Tango 50 EK, which means I'm 50, so what? which is a collection of anecdotes aiming to help women transition into the age of 50. I probably should read that book, you know, in like years, years, years. I'll check it out. Um, She joined Telemundo and was the host of a TV show, Gran Hermano USA, and it was canceled after a season. And she's back at Univision and has another hosting gig. And she was a judge of another uh, Latin-based beauty and fashion show. So that's just the gist of it. She pretty much is a TV hostess. And I think what she is going to look for for the next Miss Universe is someone who can speak and someone who has no fear on stage and someone who has that spunk and personality that is going to keep our attention. Perfect. The next few people. We have Denise White, somebody else I was not 100% familiar with, but she is an entrepreneur and she is a crisis manager. And she also dibble-dabbled into the pageant world. She represented Oregon at the 1994 Miss USA pageant when it was in San South Padre Island in Texas. She won Miss Congeniality. And she also won Miss Congeniality when she was competing for Miss Oregon USA. And she worked as a news reporter in Oregon. Pretty cool, but right now she is a sports. She has a sports management career. She founded EAG Sports Management, and they have clients like. Let me see who I would know. Patrick Peterson, who is a football player for the Vikings, Deshaun Jackson, who is another football player, and he played with the Eagles. Jarvis Laundrie, football player. Jared Allen, he played for Kansas City Chiefs. Tony Gonzalez, a tight end for, can't recall. Vince Young, who's very famous, um, six seasons with the NFL, quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Terrell Suggs, known as T-Sizzle, um, he played for Baltimore Ravens. Tyran Matthew, football player, who played for the... New Orleans Saints. Austin Rivers, who was a basketball player, and he plays for Minnesota. Joe Johnson, another basketball player, very big in college. And UFC fighters like John Bones Jones. And he is a former two-time UFC lightweight champion. Um, Let me see. There's a Biopic about her uh, uh, was one out there in March, 2016. It was announced that Fox 2000 acquired the film rights to the men's journal profile, the woman who bails out the NFL's bad boys. So I guess the men's journal wrote a profile about her and they are going to turn into a biopic and the film was titled the fixer and was going to star Jennifer Aniston as white. This is a great question to ask. If you guys had a biopic about you, who would you want to play you? I don't know who I would want to play me. If Beyonce is available, let me think about that. I think I would want to play myself. But Jennifer Aniston was going to play her in a biopic. It was super cool. And Aniston was also a part of it as a producer. And there's a television series about White's life called Hail Mary. That's also reportedly in development. And Hail Mary is a football term whenever you are throwing a pass straight into the end zone and you need some points at the end of the game and you just throw a Hail Mary pass and you hope that your player catches it. But sometimes it's really bad because the other team catches it and it's just tragic. And somebody, CNN, called her in 2021 the NFL's Olivia Pope. And it makes sense, too, because some of the people who she had on here, like, who was Vince Young. I think he had a little bit of a past. Somebody else, I can't remember. But yeah, she's the NFL's Olivia Pope. So we're looking at someone who's good at public relations here. Um, So we're gonna look at someone who is good at probably, she's gonna look for someone who is gonna be the authentic person and who the organization don't have to worry about doing damage control on. But also probably someone who's very, very smart as well. So looking for intelligence. Overall, we have a very good panel. Okay, let me just go get to the last two people. Okay, she had Iris. And we all know Iris, so I don't really need to spend too much time on her. She was Miss Universe 2016 from France. She had a beautiful national costume as a... Uh, what are those girls called? Let me check. if I can find it real um A cabaret type of showgirl. Um, people know France as she looks... Gorgeous, and had a great body, but we know Iris, she's just been a fabulous person all around. And um, let me see, she was competing for a few times before she won Miss France. She had, I think technically two titles before she won Miss France 2016, and then went on to win Miss Universe. At the time, admittedly, I did not have her winning Miss Universe. I can't remember who else I had. At that year, let me see. But when she did win, she did a fabulous job representing. And we know that she is very big into oral health. She was in her fifth year of dental surgery fellowship and plans to become a dental surgeon after graduating. Prior to winning. And now she's just um, doing a whole whole bunch of things. But I think what's most interesting about her is that Prior to winning, France had held a title. She was the second person to win Miss Universe from France. The first one was in 1953. And she was the first European winner since 2002. Or, okay, but that girl was dethroned. And she's the first European title holder to to complete her year as Miss Universe since 1990. During her question and answer period, she was asked by Steve Harvey, given today's worldwide refugee crisis, do countries have an obligation to accept refugees or do they have the right to close their borders? Great question, given where we are right now. And she said, quote, Throughout the world, people can choose to have borders open or closed. In Europe, we have open borders. In France, we want to have the most globalization that we can. We want to have the biggest exchange of people that we can. Maybe someday that will change, but now we have open borders. So let me see who I initially had as my title holder that year. And we know Pia is the one who crowned her. Um, Let me see if I I remember who I, if I can recall. Okay. We had France, Haiti, Colombia, which was Andrea. Andrea was really good. Uh, That gold dress with the bottom, Andrea Tovar. And I think she went on to win something else anyway. We also had Kenya in the top six, Philippines, Maxine, Medina, Thailand was up there. Top nine, we had Canada, which was Sierra at the time. You know, Sierra was making ways to be plus size. Oh, of course, we had Deshauna Barber. That was her year. She made top nine. Mexico, also there. Top top 13 at the time. Brazil, Indonesia, Panama, and Peru. So that was kind of who she was up against. And I believe I wanted... I do have to look at these people. I think I wanted Andrea to win. Um, she was from Columbia. So yeah, either way, she did fabulous and she served well, perfect. So that's Iris. And then our last delegate we have is Avani Gregg. And I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly too. And Avani is another social media superstar. And of course we love our social media superstars here. I, think I, I love that Miss Universe is even open to idea of using people who are blowing up on social media. But apparently, Avani is just so much more than just social media as well. She first developed a following on TikTok and she plays Gemma in the web series Chicken Girls. And she got an award for TikToker of the Year in 2019. And she was listed as Forbes 30 Under 30 in 2020 for the social media category. This is someone who was born in Indiana, Brownsburg, Indiana, let's see population of 21,000 people. She is Indian, Mongolian, and African American. She also has a sister who is a social media influencer. She is a competitive gymnast and she had a stress fracture in 20 in 2019. Let me see. She posts content related to beauty and makeup. She had a viral video on TikTok of her transformation into Harley Quinn style clown like look that led viewers to nickname her Clown Girl. In December 2019, she joined LA based collective The Hype House along with her best friend Charlie DeAmelio. Is Charlie from where is Charlie? I wonder how they met. Maybe they met on social media. I mean, I I thought she was from somewhere small too. And she had a book come out in 2022 called Gallery Books. Let me see. She has a Facebook watch show to help fans with Gen Z issues called Here For It. She lives in L.A. And she is confirmed to be in a relationship, or she was, in a relationship with Anthony Reeves, who's also a social media personality. They met three years previously through Musical.ly, which was what TikTok, which one's called. And then she later dated Quinn Martins. Who's also a fellow TikToker. And she was named, she was nominated for Creator of the Year, and she was nominated for Lifestyle of the Year by the Streamies. And she won the Shorty Award in 2019 for a TikTok. So she's a TikTok star. I'm gonna follow her on TikTok, see what she has going on too, because it's pretty cool. Um And that look like it's pretty much it. She's another social media star. And she is younger, too. She was born in 2002. So I think what she may look for is probably someone who is very big on social media. We love social media over here. And I think she's going to look for someone who um, is digitally savvy. And I don't think she's necessarily going to know that ahead of time. But I think she's going to look for someone who knows what they're doing when it comes to social media. Perfect. So that's our judging panel, you guys. Sorry, it took 40 minutes to go over it, but these are accomplished people. And I saw one of the the, uh, comments about the selection committee on Facebook was about how this is such a diverse panel, because you have people who are part of the LGBTQ, you have people who are different races, you have people who have different educational levels, People who have different expertise in different areas. We have someone who's into medicine, someone who's into social media, someone who's into fashion, someone who knows about pageantry, a few people who know about pageantry, a few people who's familiar with Miss Universe. So we have a very, 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 very diverse panel of judges. And I want to know who are you looking forward to seeing the most at Miss Universe for this for the selection committee? I'm getting so tongue-tied. I've been talking all day, you guys. You know. I work in television, I be talking all day. So by the time I get to you guys. My tongue is just doing backwards. So the selection committee is announced, you guys. The selection committee is announced. We are getting closer and closer and closer to the Miss Universe pageant happening this weekend. As always, I appreciate you guys for watching. I appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in. Please comment below who you are most excited to see on this selection committee and which countries should I put on my top 20 pre prelims list. Because I'm about to make that and drop that episode here shortly. Because I've seen some people talk about some other countries that I wasn't familiar with. Um, And I'm like, okay, let me look at her. And I see that they're coming through. So I'm pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. But overall, you guys, another great selection panel. And just continue updates following Miss Universe. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.